She gave it back afterwards, yeah. <laughs> and so next time she does it, say give it back without being mad. Let's see what happens. Okay. Let me know what happens. Okay. All right? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Oh. Welcome to church. Please silence the cell phones on this side. Good time. And no food and drinks. Uh, bathroom is out that door to the left. It is a fellowship. This is a good distance for maximum quality. And uh, anyone who wants to move up, but looks about right. Take it away, Jesse. Yeah, all right. <laughs> turn, the, turn the heater off. It's hard up here. Is it high down here? No? Oh, Okay. How you been? Things are going well? All is well. Okay. All right. You notice my Santa Claus beard gone. <laughs> I'm about to cut it off. I normally cut it off after a while because it itch. But I said, let me see what the color I like best. <laughs> Which color do you like best? Uh, the black looks good. Make sure it looks a little nice. It's better for camera, I think. What do you think? I like the gray. Huh? I thought the gray was good. Maybe I wear half gray and half gray. <laughs> and then that way I satisfy everybody. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Why are you so vain? I think, I think this song is about me. <laughs> if I wasn't doing this work, I wouldn't do it. I'd just keep letting it be. I wouldn't even cut it on anything. Right. Jesus went to, I know somebody that died and went, and, and went to hell, I think. Oh, we're alive? Oh, good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line, and Hake will let me know your questions or comments that I might respond. Um, and good morning, y'all. So, a lot to talk about. Any questions? Anybody had a life this week? Anything you realized about yourself? And blah, blah, blah. Yes, sir. Um, I'm currently looking for a job uh, as a restaurant server. And um, something that's plagued me for years is uh, how the question, um, tell me about yourself. And I've, every time I've gone to an interview, um, I've always screwed it up. Like... I say the stupidest things. And I lose job after job after job in Los Angeles doing that. And I finally figured out how to say it because I went online and it says looking up interview questions for servers. Oh, you and, too? And I, I, on I, Google? I did Google. I Googled it. Wow. And Everything's on Google. 
I, look, I wrote four things on how to tell me about yourself as a restaurant server, and I'm going to read it out loud, and you tell me what you guys think. But this is shocking to me that I actually got an answer to this. That Were you raised me. by your parents? What's that? Did your parents raise you? My, Were your father and mother around growing up? Yeah, my mom and dad didn't... Uh, they, they, all they did is provide food and shelter and... Uh, and they didn't tell you how to go out and get a job and interview. No, and they, they, they taught me nothing about life. And how about when you went to school? We learned that in school, too, how to um, prepare ourselves, how to be interviewed, how to dress for a job. I mean, I went to school, you know, uh, in Vancouver, Canada, and I never learned anything about, you know, how to interview that, you know. Really? And, uh, Do they still teach that at schools? No, they don't teach anything at school. They regarding... don't teach you how to put, go out prepare for a job. No. Nothing. Really? Do your parents teach you how to do it? Because yeah. they tell you comb your hair, put on a tie, wear a jacket, and all that. Anyway, I'll I'll just read the four sentences. It's, okay, it's short. Um, I can't believe I actually wrote this down, but um, I'm going to repeat the things like ten times so I can remember it during the interview. Um, um, I love being a server because it allows me to interact with people, think on my feet, and each day I can learn one new way to deliver better service. I love being, I love seeing customers smile and enjoy themselves. Uh, I love staying busy, and there's always a million things to do when you're a server. I am positive and excited about coming to work. Those four lines, I finally. If someone came to me and said those things, I would never hurt them. What's, what's that? I would never hire anyone who told me that. Because ah. it's all lies. <laughs> I mean, I, I, before I would tell... How about I like work, I like doing my job, yeah, and I'll bef- be here. Before I would talk about my family, whatever, and hobbies, and I'm going, they don't want to hear my, about my family. They don't want to hear about my hobbies. They don't want to hear that, you know, I'm into crypto. They don't want to hear that I, I'm into e-books. Well, let me ask you this, and then I got to move on. Okay. Why did you think they want to hear all that? Because they said, tell me about yourself. I thought oh, it, it was unpersonal. They didn't really mean tell me the truth about yourself. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I, it was like, we don't want to hear your personal crap. Right. They want to know, tell me about yourself in relationship to becoming a restaurant server. So, you know, I'm looking for work for where, where jobs are like, where you get tips between one and four hundred a, sh- a shift. Well, you're right. in the wrong city. Oh no, there's there's Italian oh, no. restaurants. Oh, okay, they say you're in the right place. Yeah, so I'm like, I, but I, I was shocked that it took me this long to figure it out. But I thank God for Google. It goes okay, answers to <laughs> restaurant server questions. So, so just let thought, me let me do this because it's that. Okay. What do you think about those four things he said? Excuse me. Hello. What do you think about those four things he said and the fact he has to go on Google to, a grown man has to go on Google to figure out how to interview? Um, I just, that's a lot of thinking. You know? Yeah. I'm not saying that I haven't done that. You know, I you think went about, on Google to figure out how to interview too. No, I'm. Just, I mean, but I think we all go on the internet for different reasons. We yeah. start thinking about something, and then we look and we dig, and then we're thinking about something else. And so I think it's just a pause and getting quiet and. Stop well, he's thinking. like, I think he. Oh, you're seventy, right? I'm not 
He doesn't have a mic. But should he know how to, at that age, should he already know simple things like that? I can understand you want to fix a car, you go on Google. That's what Nick does all the time. But to know how to go on an interview, it's just common sense, it seems. Or maybe I'm missing it. We come from the yeah, ocean. I, yeah, I, I think so. I, I think one of my deepest struggles as it pertains to work is expecting <clears throat> a lot of people to work the way that I work or think the way that I think. So I, I would think that somebody of a certain age would know how to do that. But, but maybe he that's a senior citizen. Pardon me? He's a senior citizen. Yes, I am. He I, has that blue thing on his car where he can park free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not handicapped. Well, yeah, I, I try think, not to be handicapped. Right. Oh, you handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm trying not to. But it's, I mean, I mean, something that it's not it's common. Something you don't need Google for, right? No, you you need Google for everything. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think the internet is a resource of everything. No, it shouldn't you know? be. No, no, no. I I just don't want to. He's on his own journey, and I don't want to. You, you don't know. hurt his feelings. Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah. No, this is the place where we get feelings hurt. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I understand. Brutal honesty. Yeah, but I think. Yeah, I think. Would he should you know marry how to, a man that doesn't know how to interview for a job? Say that again? What Would I you ma- marry a man? No. Date a man? No. Think about being with a man that doesn't know how to interview. He had to go on Google. No. I see that. I rest my case. <laughs> G- guilty as charged, I guess. <laughs> Are you doing a silent prayer? Yes, I'm doing it. And, and what do you think of it so far? I, it's good. I mean, I, I, I'm getting on and off to it. You know, I haven't done it regularly, but right. you're right, you know. I, I talked to somebody else, and he goes, about the sign prayer, he goes, hey, uh, Alex, come on. Why don't you do the sign prayer with your hands closed? You know, that's, that's, that closes the circle. Yeah, you could let your hair relax on your body. You can let them hang down. But I question, and can you put you your hands a, together? All you want to do is just be aware of your body. But can you put your hands together like in a prayer motion? Like, like, like this? Like, no, no, not this. Like, have your hands like Like that? Yeah, yeah. That's not a prayer motion? Well... That's a surrender. I give up. That's not a surrender. It's just, that is, I, I don't is know that? how to interview for a job <laughs> at the age of 50. Well, I'm 50 that, plus. <laughs> <laughs> that made it worse. Anyway, well, good, man. I got to move on. Okay, thank you. I wish you well with the job. Thank, thank you. Okay. Uh, any real questions? Even though that is a serious one. <laughs> uh, okay. Did anybody else have a life this week? No? What, 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 uh, thank you. You got to work on yourself. Remember, you're supposed to be working on yourself this year. Become your own man. Become your own woman. And I don't know how you can go a whole week and not work on yourself. It doesn't make sense. Yes. So I decided to um, start <clears throat> boot camp this week. It was my first week. You decided to what? Start boot camp. Like, um, how do you explain? Like a... Like a a fitness program. Oh, nice. And it whooped my butt. Oh, good. It was really hard. So you have to get up, like, really early, which I don't like doing. Right. And um, 
they basically yell at you for an hour. <laughs> and then you can't move the next day. <laughs> <laughs> and how long did it, the boot camp last? It's a six-week program. Oh, so you're still going through it? Mm-hmm. I only did my first week this week. And I was going to originally wait until, like, I stopped my other job. But I was like, no, I'm going to do it now. So, yeah. Yeah, it was hard. What do you want from your husband? From everything that I know now um, and everything that I'm learning, I know to not want anything from him. And you know to, not to, but you still want something from him? I mean, I catch him. myself here and then, here and there, yeah. but then I think about it and I'm like, okay, and we talk about it or whatever, but um, as time is going by, I want less and less. Nice. As, bec- as I'm becoming more whole, I want less and less from him. And beforehand, you thought you, it was natural to want something from him? Yeah, I thought that was like his job and it was my job to give him certain things and vice versa. Did but you, now I realize it's not, you know. Beforehand, did you want love from him? Mm-hmm. And do you still want that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's nice. Like, it's good, but like... What's good about it? So, let me, so you say, yes, it's nice, it's good. And what's good about love from him? I mean, it was funny, we were talking a little bit about this last night. We, we, we nice. were shooting a wedding yesterday, photography, and um, we were talking about the day and how everything went, etc., and how they are trying to get different things from each other, but they're in the fallen state, so they don't realize it. Right. Um, but I think now I know that when I do desire certain things from him, I look at myself and say and work through the process of why do I want that and yeah. is that right so it's like a different perspective totally now that you can see it you're going to overcome it no matter what it is that you mm-hmm. want from him or anyone mm-hmm. it can't help but disappear mm-hmm. by being aware of it mm-hmm. but I still want to know what's good about his love that you want it and or nice I think it just it just follows, it just fills our egos really if it's what it comes down to right, right. It makes me feel good and I'm getting something from him. So, yeah, it feels good. It feels good, but it doesn't last. No. Right. It's, it's for that moment or that day or that hour or whatever. Right. So you've got to be content and fulfilled within yourself so that you don't, I don't constantly need that. Because, like, I see some friends that, well, not friends, but people, like, I work with, some of the girls, and, like, just hearing them talk about their lives and being around them, like, they, they want a guy that's, like, constantly flattering their ego yeah. or building them up, you know? Amazing, huh? Mm-hmm. What do you want from your wife? <clears throat> I, I don't want anything from her. No, no. What did anything. you want before you realized you shouldn't want anything? When you first married her, when you no. saw her walking down the road over in England, you're like, whoa, <laughs> what... <laughs> What did you want from her that made you marry her? Fish and chips. What? Fish and chips. <laughs> Fish and chips. What that mean? From England. It's a meal. It's a meal. Food. Fish and you chips. You want that from your wife? Oh yeah, I want her to make everything. Uh, everything what, British. No, oh, seriously. What? What did you want from her then? Um. That was a long time ago. I don't. I'm not sure. You don't remember why you married her? Well, initially, when I married her, I was looking for love. Yeah. 
So I was looking for the same type of relationship that I had with my mother. But were you thinking that at the time? Or? No, I'm just oh, okay. reflecting. But it was just you were looking for love from right. her. Yeah. And when you marry her and you realize you were not going to get it, that she didn't have it, how yeah. did you feel about that? It caused conflict because um, yeah. within myself, I was looking for something that she couldn't give me. So I started to wake up from that. But initially, I was looking for something that she couldn't give. And when you realized she couldn't give it to you, did you want to beat her up? <laughs> you start arguing and yeah, you start you fighting, irritating, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because you have expectations of what the other person is supposed to give to you. Right. And so once my, those expectations weren't met, then I became angry. Right. Mm-hmm. And did you realize? Uh, I know. You, I think you realize it now. Oh yeah. But at the time. You didn't realize she didn't have what you wanted from her, even though you're trying to make her have it? No, I thought I thought I had to push her in order to yeah. make her better so that she can give me what I needed. Right. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's a mess. Because you keep pushing. Yeah. And you don't realize that that person doesn't have what you need. And so eventually, once I saw that for myself, I was able to drop all expectations and started to love out of what, the father was giving me, so he became my source. Did you think about dumping her and find another new woman? Maybe you can get it from her? Not that you're going to do it. We won't let yeah, you now, but yeah. did it cross your mind? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, why? but it wasn't, it wasn't really... It was thoughts that was coming in my head that told me all sorts of things to do. Yeah. Yeah. What a mess, huh? A mess. The fallen state is a mess. Yeah, it is. What did you want from your ex at the... T- when you married him, you married this man because I'm going to get what? Um, I think at the time, just protection. Um, I was also 20 years old and just definitely not in a position to be making like lifelong decisions, right. I feel like. Yeah. Um, and so I think initially I fell for the first person that felt right. Um, but I didn't even realize like how much stuff that I had to impact anyways before that. So just taking accountability of realizing like one, I was in a fallen place and I had no business making decisions for like eternity. Right. Um, but also realizing that like God was nowhere in the relationship too. So. And when you realize you were not going to get what you had wanted from him, did you get mad? No, I don't think I got mad. I think. There was just an awareness. Like, I mean, we're great friends right now. Um, We co-parent. Terrific. Um, I think it was just an awareness of just being like, this doesn't make sense, not only for us, like, but also for our kids. They were, like, influenced in the process. Right. Um, And so for, I think it was just not passing down trauma. So realizing that, like, sometimes parents do have to separate in order for the kids to survive. Yeah. Did you uh, ever want anyone to uh, cater to your emotions? You don't care about how I feel. You don't care about my emotions. Have you ever felt that someone should care about your emotions? I think so, yeah. yeah. And, and why did you think that at the time? Um, I, I guess because I felt like I couldn't, I don't know, take an advocate for myself. Like, in not realizing that, like, whatever I was experiencing or whatever pain I was feeling was, like, wasn't mine to begin with. Right. It was, like, their projection 
onto me and then me like absorbing that. Amazing. Uh, have you forgiven your parents? Yeah. Are you went to them? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Uh, great. Do you want, what do you want from friendship? Nothing. Nothing? So when you meet other females and you become friends, you don't want anything from them? No. Nope. Have you ever wanted anything from friendship? No. They don't need to be your friend? No. And you could still be their friend? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I had an interesting conversation with a couple of ladies about this. Yeah, no, yeah. I've always been, <clears throat> I guess, I don't know, like some, somewhat of a loner. So for me, it's like... Oh, you've been a loner? Yeah. Oh, you have? Yeah. And, and why did you become a loner? Um, I think I've always seen the world in such a different way than most people. Um. And so I felt like for a while I used to absorb a lot of that negativity. So it was like almost like a protective mode of like, if I'm by myself, then I don't have to experience, you know, the hurt or the pain from like other people being like fallen yeah. or like negative and stuff like that. So, yeah. Amazing. What makes you sad at times now? When you're all alone, you're driving down the road or you're at home and you think about what? If you could say, I think just yeah, the brokenness in the world, yeah, that's yeah, the world that's is in a mess. Yeah, amazing. Okay, what do you want from your friends? In the glasses. What you doing? What the? <laughs> what do you want from your friends? Well, I know what I used to want, but now yeah. I don't want anything. Cause but beforehand, what did you want? I did want my friends to put the same energy in the friendship that I was putting in. And I didn't realize that the love that I was giving wasn't real love either. So, But at the time, you wanted them to give back as much friendship and love as you were giving. Right. And when they didn't do it, did you get mad? I didn't get mad, but I was really disappointed and sad about it. Yeah. You're like, you're not my friend. I give you all this love. I talk to you. I call you. <laughs> and now you want to run around with them. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially when my friend got a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And as soon as I was leaving to come to California, um, after years and years of friendship, she Speak basically... From the chest. After years and years of friendship, she basically just ghosted me like to go to be with her boyfriend so and it was like, like a stab your in the friends back. oh you gonna quit me for a man yeah <laughs> <laughs> you gonna put a man before i was fresh up girl power first <laughs> you gonna put a man i don't let no man come between us it was like that huh yeah it yeah. was we all go through that isn't that amazing isn't that a lot of problems to dump on a friend somebody that just a friend that's it right and, and you put ownership on them and the devil was talking to me in my ear like how could she you right. know like after all these years and yeah. i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you go home and tell your mother mm -hmm. she got a boyfriend now she's not acting right and your mm -hmm. mama like don't don't worry about it. She ain't no good, no how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. What a mess, huh? Yeah. But you're not expecting anything now, right? Right. Yeah. Right. What do you want from a boyfriend? From a boyfriend? Well, I don't have a boyfriend right now, so... Right. Um, we have after... any guys that are available her age? <laughs> the two Chinese guys. 
<laughs> no, okay. Go ahead. Um, but after seeing what I see through my parents' marriage, I'm like really taking the time to like analyze it and understand it and see their growth and just take note of that because it's it's hard. It's life and people. We have expectations yeah. and you know it's it's not us. It's we're perfect, I guess, and it's that. So when you see them, you're like, Lord, I ain't never getting married. (laughs) (laughs) I still have that desire, of course, but I mean, if the Lord is willing, if not, then I'll just serve him on my own. But you have a desire to get married. Well, I I remember listening to the episode where you were talking about how you shouldn't desire that. You should just be. Yeah. So I've been trying to fix my mindset about that as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with wanting to be married. Right. Just don't let it be the first thing in your life. Right. You want to live your life and let life happen. And God know your heart desire, and he will meet them. Right. And it'll be the right guy, and it'll last to death do your part. Especially now that you're overcoming the world. Yeah. Amazing. Any question? No. Is your father too hard on you? He's so holy. Is he too hard on you? No, he's not hard on me at all. He's not? If, I, what? I honestly... Because I've been raised differently and I'm used to saying yes more often and not saying no to a man and being able to be led. And Become chess? Because I'm used to being able to be led yeah. and I understand where he's coming from and I understand the natural order. Yeah. So I'm used to it. Right on. And it's never been like I've never come from a different lifestyle. So it's not hard for me to understand it. I think when you've been raised a certain way, then it's a lot harder and you have to fight yeah. what you've been doing for years and what you how you've been living for years. So it's a lot easier for me to just be like, OK. That's so, amazing. Yeah. Well, that's good. You're overcoming that at such an early age. Right. You want a lot of heartache and problems and unnecessary life. Yeah, I'm grateful. Crazy life. Amazing. Right here. What do you want? And I know all y'all kind of holy now, observers. What did you want beforehand? What, <laughs> what do you want from your husband? Nothing anymore. Oh, Lord. No, the holy. No, I don't. I don't. But beforehand? I wanted a lot. Like what, for example? I wanted... Well, I got married thinking I needed a man to protect me, to lead me, to do this, you know, be the perfect image for the kids. And I got married for those reasons. Right. And when you got married, realized it wasn't going to happen, did you want to beat him up? I was like, I I wanted to leave. You wanted to leave? Yeah. 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 Like the first year in, I was like, bye. (laughs) <laughs> I, but then I didn't leave because I was married before, and I know that you can't change a person. Right. So, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I think it was a little bit different going into marriage with him now. And did you tell him, you know, after that first year, I don't, this ain't gonna work? Yeah, just I did. like that other man. Yeah, well, yeah. There's, I mean, still now, there's times where I'm like, I'm, this, you better calm down, or something's got to change here, because. Yeah, it's still hard. It's not. I don't think we're perfect. So, if you can say what's hard about it now at times, the thoughts, the thoughts. Yeah. Meaning what? 
just you know how thoughts creep in and you start thinking things like because he travels a lot so it's like well what is he doing out there and these thoughts start creeping in and i i see them and i have to like stop and just get out of that so yeah and do you call him up late at night to see if he's in the hotel room no because after the silent prayer i go to sleep real good (laughs) real real good and i always say the truth comes out so i'm like okay right on yeah and can he handle you now i don't know can you handle me (laughs) (laughs) i think he can you think so yeah not for sure though i'm not for yeah no how long you been married seven years and you still don't know if he can handle you or not He can. He's still here. So, yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Um, And what do you want from her? Um, What I wanted from her was pretty much to have the same relationship I have with my mom, to be catered to, to have the attention, to fill my ego at all times. Were you conscious at the time that that's what you wanted? Oh, yeah. Really? I knew exactly. You wanted a wife to be like your mother. Yes. Yeah, I knew I wanted that. I didn't think it, but I didn't think it was wrong. That was the different. That was right. the thing. Now I see it. And I was like, well, that was not the right way to go about it. And when you didn't get it, did it make you mad? Oh yeah. And how would you deal with it once you became angry? Um, I mean, maybe I would yell, get upset, be petty, passive aggressive, everything to try to get under her skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I think I was saying the other day in men's form, like, the more I start to do the prayer and look at myself, I see how evil I really can be. And it's it's wicked. It's really like I don't yeah. even know who that person is. Yep. But then when the thought comes and then the feeling comes in here and then it hits up here and then it, I feel like my body comes another, becomes another person. Yeah. Because of how evil I can be because I I'm not mean, getting man. what I want. That is so true. Every human being is wicked. Every human being is evil. And that's why God said you can't trust an evil person because in them is nothing but evil. They have no love and they just suck the life out. You suck the life out of each other. And then when that doesn't work, you get tired of that, you go find somebody else to beat up on. That's amazing. Do you still get lost in your thoughts at times? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Are you your thoughts? Am I my thoughts? Um, no. Are you your body? No. Why do you say you're not your thoughts? <laughs> because I know that that it, it sometimes. So in the in the moment, it feels like it's me because it just takes over my body. Yeah. But when I calm down, it's kind of like if you you know you go out, you're drunk and you're you're drunk and you're intoxicated and then you come down and then you just you you get that moment of clarity yeah. that's that feeling that i get when i come come down from the thoughts and why do you say you're not your body cuz i can't control it like if i get hurt i wish i could just like flip a switch and let the pain go away i can't control it there's certain cravings that i have that i can't get over um you know hunger is one thing desires to do certain things any of those things I don't even know that they are coming. I know I shouldn't. Like if I'm, you know, for example, if I wanted to fast and, uh, you know, maybe not eat a lot for whatever mm-hmm. reason, I can't control it. I have that pain. That's just like eat, eat, yeah. eat. You know, and then for other things, too, it's just like a desire to be fed. And are you your experiences right there? Are you your experiences? No. 
You're not? I just go through the experience. And how do you know you're not them? Um, because I know my experience maybe shaped who I became, but I'm not that experienced because the, the past is over. It already happened. It doesn't exist anymore unless I, you know, repeat it in my head. But beforehand, did you think you were oh, your thoughts, body, yeah. and experiences? Yeah, I did. I used to think that, you know, I did this in the past, and this is who I'm forever going to be. And, right. And, and I'm destined for failure, and I'm guilty. I hurt my family, all this mess. Oh, yeah. yeah. And when you say they shape you to who you are, what do you mean by that, your experiences? Uh, well, personally, I feel like if I had not gone through that pain, it wouldn't take me to the next level to put me like what's in front of me. Uh, it it kind of like if I did something negative or perceived as negative, it made me like realize, hey, this isn't right. Let me try something else. So it pushed me to another direction to better myself. Do you think you need pain in order to wake up? Yeah, that's the only way to wake up, I, I think so. I mean, in my opinion, I think if you don't have that pain, you don't think there's a, something better. So I think human nature, if when things are going so good, like I say, my wife and I, we're, we're, we're fine, we're having no issues, we're not arguing, whatever, something, a little voice in my head is going to creep out of nowhere, like, this is too good to be true. Like, yeah. You need something, like, the, the ego inside wants that pain, like, something's happening, you know. How many people <laughs> believe you need pain in order to wake up? Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay. And why do you think you need pain to wake up? That you need pain? Me personally? Yeah. Because I'm stubborn. You're stubborn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Meaning what? Meaning I am going to hold on until I'm forced to let go. And it unfortunately looks like a lot of pain where I just have to surrender. Amazing. Uh, are you your thoughts? No. How about your body? Are you your body? No, I, I mean, I haven't really thought about it till this second, so uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I would say probably not. I'm my spirit, and this is just what I've been given, my body. I don't Repeat know. That. Speak I said I am my spirit, and this is my body has been what I've been given. So I guess no. You're not sure. And I understand you're not sure. I'm just. Yeah, I just I don't know. I'm just thinking about this for the first time. Right. I, I don't think I'm my thoughts, and because I am a spirit, I wouldn't think I'm in my body. This is just what I'm walking around Earth in. Is my body? Are you your experiences? No. You're not. I I I don't. I guess I don't really understand that question. You want me to restate it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just listen, remembering, what, like thinking about what he said first, and how experiences have led me to a certain point, and they always offer some form of opportunity for me to examine it for better or for worse but I don't know if I would say just like collectively thinking about a lot of experiences good and bad I've had in my life I don't know I don't know I, probably not you probably not your experiences right oh, okay 
Uh, but you're not sure. I'm not sure. I'm just like thought and speaking right now. So I don't right. know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is about relax. Yeah. It's just fellowship and no right or wrong. It's just blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All right. Well, smoke on it and I'll come back to I you. I will. I will. Why are you so vain? I've, I've been thinking about that a lot this week <laughs> because a couple times this week, for example, I went somewhere that I knew somebody from my past was going to be there and it was like egg on my face. Like, this is a great moment to look at my vanity because now I'm thinking about how I look and what a da, like <laughs> how I'm going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I just. That's took, what people do when they go to uh, high school reunions. They're like fat and raggedy for the first 10 years. And then on the week that they go on to the reunion, they, they, they get dressed up. Right. Because they want to look good to the folks. Right. And they're a mess. It is. So it was, it was actually a great opportunity where I, was, I could catch myself in this process and remind myself, like, all thoughts are all lies all the time. And this is just a moment that's going to come and go. And really watch myself and my behavior as I was getting dressed, as I was driving. Nice. You know, and in the end... You know, I guess speaking to experiences in my past, when I was around this person, I was just thought, thought, thought all the time and how, how I was standing, breathing, moving. And this time I just was so present that it really didn't matter what really anybody in the room thought about me. And I just felt comfortable where I was without all the bells and whistles or whatever. So I, it was an interesting question for the week because there were a couple moments like that that kept happening I'm like this is great yeah i you know yeah. but why am i so vain i i don't know i i could slice it every way to different to sunday to give you different reasons why but, but isn't it nice now to be seeing it and then facing it yeah so it was a lot i got home that evening and felt really free and relaxed yeah. and that i had just made a lot of growth and just I don't know, an incremental amount of time just because I had that thought at the forefront of my yeah. thinking. So it's amazing what the light of God <coughs> would do for us. Yeah. It'll make us free. Amazing. I'm glad you faced it. You went anyway, you're watching yourself what you were thinking, how you were feeling. And when you saw the person, it was nothing like what you thought. No. It was I think I was so awake and, and present just because I kept stopping. Every time I got caught in my thought about even what shoes I was going to wear, I was like, stop thinking. Just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. And by the time I got there, I was, I would guess, probably having a really different experience had I been so attached to all my thoughts, yep. which is bringing me a lot more ease and peace and comfort and just being anywhere where I feel like even a month ago I would have had anxiety and, you know, still be actually thinking about it right now. Yeah, You know absolutely. what I mean? And so it's over. I had that moment and um, I like these questions. They, they appear in really interesting <laughs> ways, really unexpected moments. And it's like, cool, I get to work on this right now. It's the awareness they all, those things have always been happening, but you just were not aware of them. And now you're aware of them. It's the awareness that's bringing on the change. 
the love of God as his true, his nature, is making a change as you're being aware. Right. That is so cool. It is cool. Amazing. It's a lot of fun, actually. Nice. Yeah. Why are you so vain? I don't consider myself vain by definition of the word. And what's the definition of the word? Um, as far as I understand it, it's being overly obsessed with your appearance, being boastful and haughty and conceited. Uh, I'm not, I don't consider myself to be any of those. Okay. And before you realize you shouldn't want anything from anyone, what did you want from a man when you met one? I wanted, well, I'm married, and I wanted... Are you married now? Yes. Oh, you are married? Yes. When you first met your husband, what did you want from him? Someone just like my dad. Meaning what? I wanted a provider. I mean, I've always, um, I'm, my, I've always looked up to my dad. He was a great provider. He's alpha all the way. Um, uh very direct and I was I wanted a, a spouse that would be similar right. to my dad and after a year when you realized he wasn't like that how did you deal with that terribly I put my <laughs> husband through hell you and did? back yeah can you give me an example what how, how did what, what did you do I I, I sought to change him. I told him exactly what I wanted him to be. Like he, he would do something that wasn't what I thought it should be. And I would say, no, you do it this way. You do it. No, no, no. When you do A, B, C, and it just caused yep. so much conflict. Yeah. It was a nightmare. I put him, I apologized oh, good. to him since I discovered you. Right on. And asked him for forgiveness. And what do you say? Oh, he's so sweet. He accepted. He's like, oh, there is a God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing that you put him through that, huh? Trying to get something from him that, trying to make him be the way you wanted him to be. Yeah, you know, when you tell women that they are the daughter of Satan and they get... um, offended by that. Yeah. I've seen many of your shows where the, the woman on the receiving end of that has become offended. Yeah. It is 100% true. When yeah. I reflect back on friendships with girlfriends, friendship, and I've, I'm a pretty, I've had healthy friendships, but to what is healthy? Because I've seen yeah. Satan in every one of them, and I'm probably the worst of them. Yeah. I was probably the worst, yeah. honestly. And it's just so eye-opening to understand, because I never understood. I always wanted to hang around with guys, like through college. I always had guys as friends. I just never wanted to be around more than three women at a time. Yeah. You know, and, and I never understood why that, that was. And it's because of exactly what, what you say. They're just inherent. Us women are inherently evil until yeah. we turn back. I remember growing up, women would never want to work for another woman. Like, uh-uh, I don't want no woman bald. That's insane. Yeah. And they would not want to work with because it was so difficult. They, women in those days understood the hell in other women. They knew what it was about. 
That's amazing. Um, are you your thought before now? Did you think you were your thoughts? Uh, and do you still think that? I didn't think that. Um, but well, actually, it's interesting because before I a, a couple of years ago, I took a sort of self-discovery workshop, this really intensive thing where I went away on this retreat and the principles were very similar to what you're teaching in terms of the thoughts and all of that. And that's the first time I heard that. Right. And you're the first time I heard it from a Christian perspective. So I think that moment a few years ago prepared me for this moment. So yeah. I was aware of the thought thing before um, I came into this. Uh, before that self-transformation tr- retreat and all of that, I probably would have said, yes, I, I yeah. am my thoughts. Yeah. And how about your body? Are you your body? I'm not my body. Not now. Bef- prior before you thought to you waking were? up. Yeah, yeah, I probably would have and said yes. And did you yes. think you were your experiences beforehand too? Yes. And what made you think that you were your experiences? Because of my feelings. Yeah. I want you guys and ladies to understand how wicked feelings are. When you cater to your feelings, you're literally catering to the devil. Because you can only have the feelings when you have the thought, and the thoughts are of the devil. And so he brings you these kind of feelings, and the world tells you, oh, cater to the feelings. They shouldn't hurt your feelings. They should this, and you protect the devil. The feelings, God is not about your feelings. Not at all. He's watching TV. Let me see what time is it in heaven. It's about 2 o'clock, almost 2 o'clock in heaven. They're about to have some lunch. And, <laughs> and they're watching this meeting right now in the world. They're thinking, uh-uh, I'm not about feelings. He's not about, Satan is about your feelings, not God. Feelings are not freedom. So just think about that. You're up and down and they're evil. Never cater to feelings. If somebody hurt your feelings, be glad they did so you can see that's something you need to overcome. Really, don't cater to feelings at all. That's amazing, huh? Mm-hmm. And so, and you, it's just a mess, but we're working on it. Um, and so you're doing the prayer and everything, you stay with the prayer? Yes. And you're different around your husband and with your husband. He noticed the change? Yes. Nice. Yes. Do, do you have kids, too? No. So you didn't, have, you didn't mess up any kids, huh? No. No, thank God. Okay. Any questions for me? Um, I do, but I'm going to hold on it if there's okay. time later. Okay. So let me ask, do you think you need pain to wake up? Yes. I think, uh, I think well, I'll tell you from my perspective that I have had moments where pain has been um, the driving force toward um, toward my um, pivoting and and doing things in a way that would better serve me. Right. However, I've also had those moments where I've uh, learned from someone else's mistakes. That's uh, been a big part of how I've I've grown. Just seeing that someone else has done something that turned out to be a mess, and I just, you know, refrained from going down that path. So I've had both. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Frankie, did you have your hand? You need pain to wake up? 
Yes, I, I needed uh, <clears throat> I needed pain to wake up. And why? I needed to suffer. Why? Uh, what I thought I was having fun and doing the things that I liked to do and was doing, uh, it wasn't working. And uh, so, so you think that human beings need pain to wake up? Um, I, I, I'm telling you what happened to me. I needed it. Um, personally, I do think um, everybody needs pain, uh, especially. Do you think you would have? Well, that's an interesting question. Do you think you would wake up if you didn't have the pain? For me, yeah, I wouldn't have woken up. You wouldn't wake up? No. Um, and I think most people are that way, but there are people like that are Christ-like. Uh, there are angels that, you know, that they didn't have to burn their hand on the stove. You ever uh, met one? I don't know if I have or not. So how you know they're out there? What the? I have faith. You have faith? I believe. Oh, Lord. That's Satan, boy. <laughs> But Probably. I had to. But I you had need to, pain to wake up. I needed pain to wake up. I are you pain. awake now? Yes. And how do you know you're awake? I can see. See what? I know. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Sean, you need pain to wake up? Um, yeah, I'm one of those people that needed pain to wake up. Yep. And why? Because. I just didn't learn my lesson the first time or the second time or the tenth time. And, um, you know, it just wasn't until I was completely tired of that pain that I was able to uh, recognize that I was wrong. Really? Um, interesting. It took a while. So when you were in pain, did you think, I need to wake up? You get used, I mean, you get used to it after yeah. a while. You don't think, even think of it as pain. Right. You know, you get used to your hell, and it almost feels good to be in that, that, pain, that cycle of pain because you are so far away from what it feels like to, be, uh, to not be in that, that pain that you don't even know you're, you know. That's amazing. And um, why are you so vain? Uh, similar to last week's biblical question, why do you take sides? I'm, I'm vain because, at, at times, I'm vain because makes me feel safe. You know, I get a feeling out of it that I can just worry about myself and I'm protecting myself. And, um, and uh, yeah, it makes me feel safe to protect myself in that, in that way. Amazing. Protect my image. Sean is my new producer, for those who don't know, and he's so white. He's just like Hank. <laughs> Ultra white. Ultra white. <laughs> Nick, are you, why are you so vain? Don't say what you said on the radio, though. Right. <laughs> Sorry, kids. No, but I was trying to tell the kids to care, be careful with that stuff. I know, but don't say okay. it. Okay. But um, that's for grown up. You know, someone brought you know, up. Did anybody hear what he said on the radio about being so vain? Yeah. Oh, you heard it? Yeah. He should not repeat that here. We have kids here. You're right. Um, someone mentioned the <laughs> definition of vanity and. They were talking about it's like it over. Did you hear Melissa? What did you think when you said that? Nothing. You didn't think beta? You thought nothing? No, I understood where he was coming from. Did you say, I better adopt this one right now? <laughs> no. Oh, you understood it? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. No, go ahead. Uh, yes. Someone was mentioning the definition of vanity, caring too much about your looks and all that. 
But there's another definition. It's, it's emptiness, being empty. And I care about uh, not wanting to look empty, not wanting to look dumb, not wanting to oh. my reputation or how I look to people. And so, but in reality, that's where the vanity comes from is from an emptiness. Yeah. You don't, you're, you're not smart. I'm not smart. I'm not what I'm trying to show. Oh, okay. Amazing. And why are you so vain? And then I want to ask here. In the white shirt. With all the hair on his head. <laughs> why are you so vain? I mean, why are you so vain? Um, because I wanted to be seen. And, but not necessarily like in, just like in the appearance. It's like in the way of being. It's like in the way that I would speak or in the way that I would walk around. I wanted to be seen, right. like noticed, so that maybe the person or whoever or whatever noticed me could like really see me. Yeah. But it, at first it was just to be just physically seen, I suppose. Oh, okay. Amazing. Did you know you were vain before it became a biblical question? Um, yeah. You did? Yeah, but oh. that's because of what Nick was saying. There was, like, there was like an emptiness, right? There was, I wanted to be seen right. so that people could actually notice me and then maybe with that be fulfilled in some way, which is false, but I think that's where it came from. Oh, okay. Amazing. Pastor might hear. Why are you so vain? The biblical question. So um, I was thinking about this pretty heavily this week, and um, I'm not like this anymore, obviously, but I used to be vain because I shared in the same attributes of my father, Satan. So Satan was vain, and he wanted to be seen, and he wanted glory, and so I shared in those attributes with him. Meaning what? Meaning I wanted to be lifted up. Oh, I see. Yeah, and that's what Satan wanted as well. But before you knew about Satan, why were you so vain? Because I wanted to be lifted up. You wanted to be lifted up? Yeah. Meaning what? Meaning I wanted, to, I wanted people to see me and um, oh, yeah. uh, see me as high and see me as somebody worthy of respect and honor and praise and all that kind of stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, your, your wife is saying that you're still vain. Oh, she did? I read her thoughts. You read her thoughts? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> did you know he was vain when you met him? Did I know he was vain when I met him? Jesse trying to break up relationships this morning. <laughs> 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 That's a good question. Um, I didn't, he didn't, when I met him, he didn't come across as vain because I would have, I wouldn't have found that attractive. So, like, you just thought he was black and tough? I mean, he was tough, yeah. Oh, and he yeah. was black. Oh. <laughs> White women love black, tough guys. But, no, I didn't, he didn't, he didn't overly come across when I first met I mean, it's a long time ago. We're talking nearly right. two decades. But, like, I didn't think he was, he was overly vain. Oh, okay. Yeah. So are you over your vanity now? I think... I think there's certain elements that creep up, you know, that you have to watch, be aware yeah. of yourself. Yeah. So, 100% no. Oh, okay. Amazing. Why are you so vain? I'm not vain anymore. No, you're vain. No. 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 I, I used to be really bad. She, had, she, she gave us some candy for Halloween. And Valentine's a nice little bowl. Day. Huh? Valentine's Day. I mean, Valentine's Day? <laughs> Halloween. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> because Valentine's Day is a scary day for the men. 
And in the bottom of the bowl, it had dog mom. I was like, this is a vain one. No, okay. Why are you so vain? I'm not anymore, but I was really, really bad. And I was just, it was because of me uh, being in my thoughts, listening to Satan influence me to think that everything was about being on the surface, being empty, being shallow, not being deep but everything being on the surface. I was bad. I used to, I lived with my, um, me and my best friend lived together, and I would spend hours in the bathroom just doing makeup, hair, and everything. And she'd be like, I, I got to use the bathroom. I'd be like, okay, five more minutes. Like, I didn't even care. I'm like trying to get the eyeshadow nice yeah. and everything really bad. But now I didn't. And one time I, I spent hours getting dressed and I walked outside. As soon as I walked outside, a bird pooped on me. My whole outfit, nice. hair, everything. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. But now I see that that's just, it's just all surface. It's fake. It's not oh, okay. deep. So. Amazing. And, and for you, and then this is the last one about the veins. So why are you so vain right here? <laughs> Um, I don't really consider myself to be vain. Have you never been vain? No. And how did you avoid vanity? Um, I think that I always wanted to be invisible when I was younger. I didn't want to be noticed. But that's vain too. I wanted, I cared more about what other people thought about me than I cared about my, what I thought about myself. But that's vanity. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. The fact that you have this impression of yourself. A low impression. It's the same thing as the woman that has the big impression of herself. It's but the definition of vanity is to be obsessed with and care about your appearance. But you did. That's why you're trying to hide. Okay. That makes sense? Um, I don't know if I fully understand. I guess. Because just think about it. Some women and men have an impression that they look good, they're all good, so they want the world to see them. Some have impression that I, I don't look as good, something wrong with me, and they hide. But they're hiding out of vanity because if you didn't care either way, it would be no problem. Okay, you wouldn't have sense. a reason to hide. That makes sense. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just... Um, what I, made you think of yourself in that way? Why did you see yourself that way? Uh... I think because growing up I was bullied a lot and so I had this negative opinion of myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I was too tall, too skinny, too this, that. You know, people had a lot of opinions about how I looked. Yeah. And so I think in my mind, in order to like avoid that, I would just not care. Because then it's like, oh, well, if someone says something about how I look, oh, it doesn't matter to me, I don't care. Maybe it was like a protection thing. It was. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, are you your thoughts? No. How about feelings? No. I mean body? No. How about experiences? No. Did you think you were prior to realizing all this other stuff? Oh, definitely. Uh-huh. I was very much one of those women who's like, well, this is how I feel, and you need to care about how I feel. And, you know, I lived my life on my emotions. Is your ex vain? Which one? That one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, according to this, you know, whole conversation we've been having, everyone's vain, right? How about him? I don't... 
Oh, I wouldn't say ago. he is now, no. But in the He's past, not vain sure. Now? No. How about before? I mean, we're all vain. No, not not we all. We I don't know, Jesse. Like I don't know. Before <laughs> beforehand, was he? Vain? I never thought that he was vain. What did you think? He was just crazy. What did you think? I didn't think he was crazy, um, but I thought that he was energetic and fun to be around, like so high why vibes. would he irritate you so much if he was so much fun? It, w- it was myself. Oh, it was you? Yeah. Oh, okay. I would what be irritated. What did you want from him? Uh, I think more than anything, I didn't necessarily want anything from him. I wanted like the idea of having a partner, a boyfriend, a husband, you know, because I want to get married and have children. And so I really, that's what I valued from him more than anything. Yeah. Amazing. Um, So do you think you need pain to wake up? Uh, This is, I have been thinking about this question as we've been sitting here. And And that's what I want. I want you to start thinking. God said, think on these things, not what you're going to eat, not what you're going to wear, not who your friends are, but on these things, and it bring life. It really will. In my experience, yes, and in, 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 in everyone that I know in my life that you know, knows the Father, they all went through pain as well to get to that place. Right. Um, so I don't know if you need pain to see the light, um, but I do see that... <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, I haven't really like fully thought it out. So um, it's like you have to see the absence of something to, to know that like you're missing something. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's like for me, I see like my siblings who are still, you know, in the fallen state. And it's like they're, they go through their life and it's like they constantly are having these issues and challenges that, you know, um, are painful for them, but they don't. They still don't see the light. And so it's like, will they continue to have painful experiences until they finally accept? You know, yeah, God they will. is. Will you try to tell them that? What do they say to you? Um, I think that you know now my sister's more open to it, but my brother, he's just he he just doesn't think that God is real. Right. Okay. Amazing. Why are you so vain? Uh, I would think of the times in the past, and, and uh, <clears throat> when the when the devil comes into my mind, uh, even to this day, it's more or less uh, getting the validation from from others. You know, it's sort of finding that uh, you know being able to stand alone and being comfortable with how you know God made you. Uh, certainly, definitely in the past, growing up, it's almost as if like uh, everyone around you is paying attention to their appearance, and so I'm going well. Geez, am I uglier? What's going on? You know, and, and I want to change my appearance, right? And, you know, all the Instagram likes and everything like that. So yeah. really just for validation. Yeah. And um, are you your thoughts? No, I don't think so. But before hearing that you were not, because we talked about it so much, did you think you were your thoughts? Absolutely. And, and, and uh, your body, you thought, did you think you were your body? I'm not really sure what that means. Are you your body? I don't think so. Are you like one of those Bible thumper Christians, like maybe a tad bit? And so, <laughs> you know, I'm glad I read it. Right. You know. And did they talk about that in the in the church before? You never heard the preacher say you're not your body, or you you are your body. They never dealt with that. Uh, not that I can recall in this moment. Oh, okay. 
And how about uh, your experiences? Are you your experiences? Uh, certainly experiences. in the past. Certainly in the past, absolutely. <laughs> right. You know, you associate that with like your identity and you know what was happened to you as like a kid, and no one tells you to to let go of that. And if you're not, I don't know. I feel like you can pick up the Bible and still not get that, yeah. or you're not your experiences. I mean, yeah. you know. it's amazing that they have the like the alcohol anonymous class or drug meeting thing. They have you say you your all your experiences by saying I'm a drug addict, I'm an alcoholic, I'm a this or that. That made you think that you are that, and you're not at all. It has nothing to do with you. Right. Absolutely. Isn't that amazing? Right. I remember when I came across in the New Testament how uh, Saul was murdering Christians, and then God changed his name, and he was just kind of like, all right, you know, now I'm going to go the other way. Yeah. And it didn't really slow him down. I mean, he even, I think, what, he voluntarily went to prison? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, wow. Amazing. Do you take sides? Because where we talked about this last week. And, Were you here uh, last week? Yeah. Oh, uh, we talked about it? Right. Do you take sides? I don't even remember what I said last week. Uh, I do. Oh, man. I can't wait to hear the lie today. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, plan. Uh, I'm just joking. All right. Am I black or am I white? I don't know. Which side should I pick? <laughs> or am I right in the middle? I know. I don't recall what I said, but in the moment, uh, I want to say no, that I don't. But I could have swore that I did. I don't know. But that's not what you said last week. I don't even remember what We're I said last week. We're going to hit playback. Right. No, I don't remember what you said at all. I didn't even know right. you were here last week. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I totally don't remember. Right. And I'm more trying to remember, not necessarily to regurgitate what I said, but more or less to be you know, consistent. With so you don't take sides? I don't think so. At one time you did? Probably. Okay. Right. I'm trying to stay right here. You know. Okay. One of the worst, you know you're evil when you take sides. You're evil when you take sides. Just think about that. Alexa and I can have a fight. Let's say we're real tight right now. We have a fight. And then Alexa go tell uh, somebody else, Jesse and I had a fight. He didn't like the coffee. I don't like him. <laughs> and then you take Alexa's side. Oh, yeah, girl, he ain't no good. And now you with a lesson, and it didn't happen to you. It was just two people, or, or even my side. I tell you, a lesson's no good. She made horrible coffee. And I told her to stop, and now she doesn't want to come to church. I don't blame her. She ain't no good. She can't make coffee. It, just think about that. You shouldn't be taking sides with anyone. And then if you don't take sides... Your family member or somebody try to pressure you into taking sides. Why are you not taking sides? I had a family member do that to me once. So a, uh, a female family member married a, her husband, right? And her husband is so nice. Everybody love him. The family just love him. And so when I was seeing, we would be talking a lot about man stuff and how bad women are. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the female family member got mad at me like, why are you taking his side? I'm like, but isn't he a family member? I'm not taking his side. Anyway, we just have a discussion, but they didn't want me to take, to even agree with him about anything. But I wasn't taking side, but never ever take sides and never let anyone pressure you into taking sides. Don't take sides because the issue is only between you and that person and that person can still be your friend and the whole world friend if they want to. Because the, uh, the issue was between the two of them, and it had nothing to do with anybody else. 
your mama, your daddy, your children. That's why you shouldn't bring children in, in, in the middle of parents when they're fighting because the kids are forced to take a side. And now they're separated from the other parent and they suffer. See how evil wickedness is? Let me take this hand first and then I come to you. Yes. You got to be aware of this. Once you're aware, you would never take sides again. Really, you won't. Okay. I just had a question about how early you were asking uh, the married people, like, what did they want from each other? And aside from, like, having a family and having children, for, like, maybe older people or people that get married and don't have children, what's the point of getting married? There is no point. Okay. If you're not going to have children, there is no reason to get married. They, they have nothing else to give anyway. You don't want love because you're getting your love from the Father now. You're not empty, so you don't want love. You don't, what, what's the purpose of getting married? If you're lonely, you need to overcome loneliness because getting married is not going to solve the problem of loneliness. It's not going to solve it. Isn't that amazing? Nice. Well, I oh, yeah. do know people that are married that don't have children. Like older, like they're not going to have children. Right. So They just fight for the rest of their life and then they die. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right here. I understand your example about taking sides when it comes to an altercation between people. Period. Like you illustrate. Well, what about when it's about, for example, um, children being having their body parts cut off to transition or, you know, these big major issues that impact our world? You know, how how is it? Is it even possible to be a human being and not take the side of something like that when it's really impacting our world in such an adverse way? Right. That's a good question. I want somebody else to respond to that first. Cause it's a powerful, good question. The young man in the black, should she take sides with, with these people cutting off the body parts of kids and putting the boy body part on the girl and the girl body part and all that mess? Should, should she, how do you not take sides? Should she take sides with that? I believe you should still stand up for what you believe is right. But um, I guess for that, yes, I, I would say to take sides. And whose side would you take? The not cutting off gender parts and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and why would you take that side? Just because I personally believe it's wrong. And just, yeah, internally, I believe, like, you feel it's right and you feel strong enough, then, yeah, I think should be able to take a side for that. Kind of and and what's, why do you believe it's wrong? Because it's just not natural, I guess. It's not natural. Okay. Interesting. Is this your first time here? Yes. Oh, what's time. your name? Jason. Jason? Did you say Jason? Yes. Oh, welcome. How did you hear about us? Uh, YouTube. Oh, nice. Welcome, man. Any questions? Uh, no. Yeah. Is this your first time, too? Yeah, first time. And what's your name? Blake. Blake? Yeah. Now, you know what I like about the Chinese? They come here and they give white people names. I never, I'm looking at him, the last thing I was expecting was a Jason. Yeah, that, that was my dad's idea. Or, or, so what? That was my dad's idea. Your dad is smart. Yeah, good job. I try to tell the blacks the same thing. 
They want to name themselves Monfube. I was like, no, you better get John or Jesse or Larry or something like that. No, they want Mount Bube. But And so, should you take size in that situation? Yeah, I think you have to because, right, your only two actions are what, what side you decide to vote for. So you kind of, there's no middle ground. Oh, okay. So, and so, which side do you take? Uh, yeah, same with the not cutting off body parts. Oh, okay. And why do you take this side? Just because uh, I think when it comes to adults, uh, I think people should be able to do what they want to do. But when it comes to children, yeah, I think we're still, you know, your brain's still developing and you're very young. Yeah. And you're not sure, like, who you are. Because I don't even know. I don't even think I knew who I was back then. And yeah. if I were to have all these, you know, all these kind of radical thoughts uh, you know pushed onto me then it might just kind of push me in another way that I don't think it's yeah. Amazing, huh? good. Did you forgive your mother? Forgive my mother? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've I don't think I've needed to forgive her. You know she raised you? Yeah she raised me. And she, she was perfect? As perfect as could be yeah. She made some mistakes? As a mom, I don't think so. So moms don't make mistakes? Uh, my mom's been pretty good to me. So she was perfect? As close as could be, yeah. <laughs> so was she perfect? Uh, I guess no. And did you get forgive her for those little things that she was not perfect with? Yeah, we're all human, so, yeah. you know, you And make you mistakes. told her you forgive her for, for the little things that irritated you? No, I, I haven't had to tell her that, but... I mean, Why not? I, I think that's just part of a. I think I understand that people make mistakes, and you know she's never done any, anything to actually hurt me. So she's not. So when you were irritated at her at the time, it wasn't hurting you. It was irritating, yeah. But I kind of understood. Did it feel it. good? Did it make me feel good? Uh, it didn't make me feel good, no. And so did you forgive her for those things? Yeah, definitely. You told her? No, I didn't tell her. Why not? I mean, I don't think, because I never really she made a big deal out of it. So. Oh, yeah, I never really made a big deal out of it, so I don't think she actually, she actually knew that it bothered me. When you would tell your father to help you with her when she would bother you like that, would he go and help you deal with her? No, I think they were both kind of on the same page for that. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, he was afraid of her, huh? Actually, it's kind of the opposite. I think my dad's definitely the leader in the family. Nice. He's the head of your mother? Yeah, for sure. He right leads. on. Yeah. Are you married? No, I'm not married. <laughs> Are you the head of your girlfriend? Uh, no, I'm single. Oh, okay. Amazing. Well, thanks for coming, man. Any questions about anything? Uh, no, I'm just here to observe and see okay. what's up. <laughs> All right. So you had your hand about this situation? Yeah. Okay. You think, are you agreeing with her that you should take sides or not? No. Why not? I don't think you should take sides at all. Um, and I think the reason, my reason for that is that... Um, I think when you take sides on uh, any issue, you open the issue up to a sort of debate that kind of legitimizes the the subject at hand. For instance, this thing with uh, kids. And she's more concerned about the children, not the adults, right? Uh, Even though it's wrong with the adults, too. You, you're saying, what about the children, right? 
the kids can't make a decision. And, and I understand that. It's actually to my point. Um, so to make it really short, um, I think it's really, I think there's no, nothing wrong, especially as a Christian or however you, your worldview lines up, there's nothing wrong with looking at something and saying, my worldview is that that is wrong, evil, shouldn't happen. Do you think it's wrong to, to do that to the children? I don't think it's just about the children or the adults. I think it's wrong, full stop. The conversation should stop right there. This is wrong. There's male, man and woman. That's it. Anything past that conversation is now a debate that I'm legitimizing when I should just say, no, stop. It's not about the kids or the adults. It's about all of them. But don't is it, it wrong to do it to the children? It's wrong to do it because to anyone. as an adult, you can make a decision. Yes no, you, or no I disagree. You can't. You I say cannot. that it's evil from the full stop. The whole idea of it is evil. It's so a, you're saying an that an adult cannot say that, no, I don't want to. I, or, or I don't ascribe to this idea of as long as you're not hurting anyone, you could do whatever when your brain's developed. I disagree. There's man and woman. And I think that even though that's my position, what I'm saying is you can identify something that you think is wrong before it enters the world of conversation of sides, right? I think it's for kids, but adults, it's okay. I think... Not for kids and adults, I don't care. I'm saying it's wrong. The whole debate is based on something that's evil. We're talking about good or bad, but we're actually discussing a topic of good or bad on something that's evil. No, but we try to figure out, with the children at least, mm-hmm. should you take a side to try to help the kids? No. And, and why not with the children? I th- my point is that dividing the conversation about children or adults is already accepting the but conversation. Leave out the adult because adult can say yes or no, right? Or just when you talk about the adults too, or just the kids, or the whole thing. Period. Let her have the mic for a minute. I'm talking about everything, all of it. Um, oh, okay. Just any issue. The whole like, thing. Period. Can I just say, and then one thing is that I know that. You were saying that you're not taking sides or you don't agree to take sides. You were saying that. However, by saying it's wrong, isn't that taking a side? Isn't it taking a side just to say it's wrong? Yes. Because it's the opposite of right. Right. So isn't it taking a side to say I'm a Christian versus a satanic worshiper? Yes. So how do you, I I, I just don't understand. Right on. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, last word about that. Yeah, I would say I, view, I only view it a little bit differently in that I don't look at um, things as wrong and right. That's, this is my personal worldview. I look at things as right, and then there's things that fall away from that oneness that is God, that light. We fall away the farther away we get from it. So I would say this conversation about the whole thing, right, with kids is so far away from that light that we think it's actually a debate, and it's not. It's just not it doesn't speak to the truth and the love that is within that light that we're walking with when we're on the narrow path and we're going back to God. That's the oh, best okay. way I can put it. All right. So Nick want to respond, and the young lady in the white shirt want to respond, the young man in the white everybody and mama. <laughs> I like, and I'm running out of time, but I got somebody I want to throw out there real fast. Um, who's first? Nick. So um, you think it, should you take size in that situation, period? Uh, no. I just realized that, um, uh, how do I put it? Basically, you know how, like, God is truth. The truth, there is a true, there is a true, like, truth exists. There is a true uh, position on what she's talking about. But God or the truth doesn't need your help. It doesn't need you to get into it and 
and deal with it, it's already that way. It's already true that you can't turn yourself into the other gender, but it doesn't need you to get all involved with it. God doesn't need that kind of help. Okay. Um, Just mess it up. Sean and then Frank, and then we're going on this side of the room. You know, taking sides implies that you have... Should you take sides or not? You should not. Okay, and you say not, why? Because taking sides implies that you have a a feeling about it, that you take pride in being right, or that you feel like you had a part in choosing right or wrong. But as you've said before, you can observe right and wrong and maybe even act on it, but still not have any feeling about it. Okay. So the taking sides implies that you have a sense of pride, I think, in being right, which is, you know, where the problematic parts of it come across. Francisco. I'm Francisco. Are you for or you take should you take a side or not? <laughs> uh, you should not take sides. Why not? Um, what I realized about myself is uh, um, whenever I took sides, I I always uh, my ego was riled up, and you know I, I became a Bible thumper and I came down on people uh, with the ego, and it's completely wrong. I'm just as bad as they are. Um, one thing to confirm it is, you know, uh, I've gone to Vegas, and Vegas, uh, the house doesn't gamble. The house sits in the middle and let the gamblers gamble against each other, and the house always wins in the long run. Amazing. So that's an example of kind of, you know, not picking sides. Baseball, so will you kind go of game. to Gamble Anonymous? No. Do you say, I'm Francisco, and I'm a gambler? I just go gamble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you, man. You have Okay, right here and then here. Oh, and then the young lady then here. Okay. I just want to clarify that I'm not saying taking sides by standing up on the rooftop saying don't right. do your protesting or holding up signs. I'm not saying any anything like that. I I feel like the the thinking I, I just in my experience hearing others, I I feel like the thinking on this is really getting it's it's deep thinking and that's great and all but what about when legislation is put before us like with prop eight many many years ago when i went to the ballot box i voted against prop eight and to preserve the sanctity of marriage so the same people who are saying they don't take sides what if it was placed on um what if it was something we had to vote on should children be able to make the decision to transition at the age of 12 years old. Are you going to take a side or just opt not to vote? So I just wanted to make that distinction that I'm not talking about. It has to be a situation where we're creating chaos and drama and screaming and yelling at one another. But in your own mind, if you're not saying a word, you're still taking a side, I would think. Did they... Or Prop 8. Part, thank you very much yeah. for that. That I appreciate that. Did thank they you for correcting me. preserve the sanctity of marriage? Yes. Is it preserved? No. No. Uh, but I still, I'm no, just I, saying I, I still no, took the side. You just made me think about the bill, and I wondered did, did that pat, did they preserve it? No, they didn't preserve the they sanctity not, of marriage. Oh. Same-sex marriages. It, it passed, but they never enforced it. Oh, okay. And then they it. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, ma'am. Should we take sides on that issue? No. You say no? Yeah. And, and why not? Um, I think How, once you take a side, you're already consumed in your thoughts, in your mind. And just to piggyback off, like the guys, what they were saying is that um, there's only truth, 
And I think if you are focused on truth, then that's just your guiding light, especially when you're voting. Interesting. Okay. Yes, sir. And then I got to wind this thing down. I know you want a last word, doesn't it? Okay, right here. And Lee J. Lee J. So I think it's interesting because this actually ties into the mystery of the, uh, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So in the garden, there was a tree, a tree of life. And when humans fell into the fallen state, we actually ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So we decided to make what was good and evil for ourselves, our own choice, instead of relying on the tree of yeah. knowledge of life. Amazing. Yes, Nick. No, go ahead. And then I'll take it. It was mentioned. I think she mentioned it. It was good. Uh, I'm just thinking that I think you could vote and not take a side. Oh, okay. Yes. I have a question about something totally not related to this. Okay, but go ahead. So, um, I, I don't know the exact passage, but somewhere in the Bible it says, like, God commands us to love each other the way that he loves us. Yeah. So why would he command that of us if we don't have love to give? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not going to make you do it, but he wants us to do it because we were created so that he can create love through us. But because most people are not, I mean, because we're all born into that fallen state, most people don't return to the real love. They think I do it. But once you return to real love, you're going to naturally do it anyway, because that's the only love you have. So commandment doesn't mean he's going to beat you up. It doesn't mean that he's going to come down and hard tie you and make you do it. Commandment just means do it, you know, be of love and not of hate. You know what I mean? That makes sense? Uh, y- yes, uh, I guess I- I- I'm still trying to understand what love, like like how to give love then and how to receive love. Well, the way, the way you're going to give love once you become of love, you'll just be of love. You won't feel like you're giving it. That's who you will be. That's all you will be is love. And when you have anger, all you are is anger. You have hate. You're nothing but hate, so all you're giving out is hatred. And you call it love because sometimes it feels good, sometimes it doesn't, right? But when you are of love, that's your natural nature when you return to God. And that's all you would be. So you wouldn't be walking around thinking, oh, I'm giving love. Or you wouldn't even think about if you're of love or not. You'd just be that. That would be your, instead of the abnormal nature of hate, anger, you would be the natural nature of God when you overcome that. So you don't have to think about giving it out or not. All right? Okay, thank you. That makes sense? Yes. Uh, should we take sides with the cutting off the body part and stuff like that? Should we take sides? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I believe everyone has an opinion on it, but... Have you taken a side? Uh, I have an opinion... A belief on it, but I have And haven't. what's your opinion? Should we cut, cut off body parts of children and everybody, period, or not? I think it goes, it goes against nature and God, like how God created us. I think it's wrong. Which is worse, to cut off a body part or love your animal and think your animal love you? <laughs> wow. wow, a rock in a hard place. <laughs> What a mess, huh? Yeah, it's a mess. I mean, what was the question? Which one's worse? (laughs) 
You, you take side with the body part thing. Oh man, I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's right. So I guess I've taken a side. Why is not right? Because it goes against God and. Because what? It goes against God. It goes against God? Yeah, because how, we're, we're... In what way does it go against God? Like, we're telling God how... We're telling God that you made us, or you, like, God, you made me the wrong gender, and I'm going to make it right using, like, science and technology to... Oh, I see. Be, and do you think God is bothered by that, that they going against him? That is a good question. I guess if the world floods again, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Amazing. So let me just tell you this. Look at the time. Bill is going to be yelling at me. Um, vanity. Oh, I don't know how I want to do this now. Let me do this first. So over the weekend, I talked to a couple of women who were friends. They've been friends for a long time. And then one of the women decided that she wanted to go a different direction. She wanted to move away. She wanted to do her own thing. And the other woman is staying in her same everything, right? And she's mad at this woman because this woman wanted to make a change. She doesn't want to be texting all the time. She wants to go out there and live her own life and do her own thing. And this woman said, yeah, well, not this one, but her friend was saying, you're not my friend. I was there for you. I did everything for you. I was like a mother to you. And the other woman said, well, that's the problem. I don't need a mama. I just wanted a friend, but I wanted to be myself. I don't want to be what you want me to be. I don't want to act the way you want me to act. I don't want you to need me because I can't be all that, right? And they went to a supper of other counselors, and the counselor agreed that, no, you need to be there for her. Let her be a sub, but you need to be there for her. She was there for you. You need to be there, make her feel good and all that. And they asked me about it. I'm like, nope. This, wrong, this woman is wrong for trying to get something from you. you. You don't owe her anything. Friendships and marriageships and ships don't last because if really, because human nature is so evil, human nature is wicked. Human nature is evil. And because of it, you can't even be friends, husband and wife, businessmen, women, unless you want something. You have a hidden agenda. You're not supposed to want anything from anyone because they don't have it to give. And it's never going to satisfy you because it will never be enough and it will never be right. And, and this is why relationships don't last, whether it's friendship, whatever kind of ship, right? Because you want something. Just think about your own personal life, all the hor horrible relationships you've been through, all the misery you have experienced because you were trying to get something from somebody else. And then think about the people who treated you in a bad way because you didn't need them anymore or you didn't agree with them anymore or you didn't want something. Rather than them walking away, they say, you know what, I wish you well. I understand it. They'll fight you because they want to be needed because something's missing in them. And they get a false sense of being somebody because they think they meet a need because they, they are so important. 
you're in a fallen state where you need someone for something. And so I saw, and moving a little fast, I saw some homeless people over there the other day, and they were asking me for some money. I said, no, I'm not giving you any money. Are you crazy? And, and, and they should even be giving you no free living quarters and stuff like that. And they're like, why not? I'm homeless. I deserve help because I'm homeless. I said, no, you don't. You don't deserve a dime. You don't deserve money. You don't deserve a free house. You don't, it's your fault that you're this way. It's not my, I'm going to pay you because you're down and out. We're not, we shouldn't be feeding you. Because you're not going to get better, you're going to get worse. And I realize that even homeless people are vain because they have identified with being homeless and now they think we owe them something. Isn't that a mess? Anybody ever thought about that before with a homeless person? They think you owe them something. They really believe it too. And the government says, yeah, we're going to take care of you. We're going to feed you. We're going to house you. We're going to do this and that for you. Human nature is evil, and in human nature, there is no love. Everything they do is selfish. And I, I, I'm encouraging you to watch yourself so you can see that about yourself. As someone was saying that, they didn't realize how evil they were. All anger is pure evil, and it goes deep. When I say that all thoughts are lies all the time, I had no idea the depths of what I was saying. When you want to, if you want to know how wicked you are, let the ego, face the ego. Watch yourself die, the ego die. And it goes down into the deep of darkness, into hell. Ain't nobody, no, anyone that has anger is evil. And they try to get something from you. And if you don't do it their way, if you don't satisfy them, they'll destroy you. They'll try to. But they can only destroy you if you have an impression of yourself. If you have, if you have no impression of yourself, can nobody hurt you. If you don't think you're wonderful, if you know that you, you are not your thoughts. A thought is just a thought. That's all it is. And thoughts feed off of thoughts. You ask a person, who are you? They'll say, well, I'm wonderful. I'm a... <laughs> I'm a lawyer. I went to Harvard. I went to this school. I work at this place. All they're doing is getting thoughts about themselves, but that's not who they are. It doesn't make them that way simply because they get thoughts about it. You are not your thought. A thought is just a thought. When, when this young lady was saying that she, in essence, tried to hide away from people because of this impression, it was just a thought. That's not... It wasn't who she was at all, ever. But the thought, as long as you stay in this little circle that you're in, in your own mind, all you're going to have, ever have are thoughts and emotions. And emotions are evil. Emotions come from the devil. Emotions of fear, emotions of doubt, of worry, of loneliness, suicidal thought. So many people committed suicide from a thought. It's from a thought. And they have an impression of themselves, oh, the world need to make me happy. My parents need to make me happy. I need to feel good. That's a thought. Even about God, 
when you pray to God and if he doesn't give you what you ask for, you're like, where is God? He didn't answer my prayer. Those are just thoughts. It's just a thought. You are not your thought. You are not your body. You are a spirit. When Christ, Christ was a spirit, he wasn't a body. He was a spirit. He was the truth. And that same spirit lives in us. We are not our bodies. We are a spirit. But if you identify with the body, you're going to get beat up. Because now you got to protect the body. You are not your experiences. Those are things just happen as a result of believing thoughts and identifying with the experiences. And they make, when you go to Disneyland, you feel good, right? When you go down in a bomb area, you feel bad. Or someone says something about you, you feel bad. It's just thoughts. If you didn't believe the thought, you would never have a problem. Thoughts and emotions and experiences are not you. They never have been and they never will be. And you don't have to have pain to wake up. You don't have to have pain. Like with the children here now, with their parents, their parents are waking up, right? And if, if the parents were to be of the light, the kids would never know pain. They would only know the light. And so they wouldn't have to need the light, I mean the pain to wake up. It's just our parents are not of the light. And the world is not of the light. The world is totally of darkness. There's nothing in the world but darkness. And that's why when we wake up, we become the light of the world. We come into the light. I mean, we are the light of the world. We're no longer in the darkness. Human nature is evil. And they all have a vain identity. And you write about vanity in, the, in what I've heard today. That's vanity too. But real, true vanity because that vain vanity you are talking about, every human being go through that in the fallen state. But real vanity is when you think you can change your own life. When you think you could do it yourself. I don't need God. I can do it myself. Even though you don't say I don't need God. You think you can fix your own life? You're vain. That's vanity. But when you realize I can't fix it and give up, give up completely, vain is gone. Because you're not playing God you know that there's nothing you can do about it. And most people, if not all, think that they can repair their own lives. They think they can fix themselves. And they're always looking for something to fix themselves. And they go like, oh, I'm miserable, I'm lonely, I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm this or that. And then they start looking for ways to repair themselves, right? How can I fix myself? And you start trying to fix yourself, but it's enough to know that you need help, but don't look for the help. Don't try to fix it, and God will help you. Because you're not playing God, you're not a vain person. Accept it, meaning see what it is, but don't try to fix it. If you're lonely, be lonely. If you're sad, be sad, and the help will come. But if you're sad and now you got to say, oh, I'm going to go to a party so I can feel better. As soon as the party over, you're still miserable. Oh, I'm this or that. I need a new job. I feel better if I were doing a different kind of a job. This is not my job, right? That's not going to satisfy you because as soon as you get the new job, you now feel, oh, this is boring. Because the misery is still there. 
when you try to repair yourself, you're a vain person. To even think that you can repair yourself is vanity. That's true vanity. All this other stuff is vain too, right? But that's what happens in the fallen state. But you can't repair your life. You have to completely let go. The government can't. Some people get mad at me because I say, well, one of the mistakes that the blacks made is that they turned their lives over to the government. They turned it over to the false leaders. Because blacks used to be in control of their own lives. They were individuals. They had families. They worked. They saved money. They bought land. They, I grew up like that. But they turned it over to the government, and now the government is the daddy. And they're having people, they're helping them to believe that the government is a big thing. And the only thing that's happening is the government getting bigger, and we're getting worse. The government ain't helping us. The government is not helping you when they say, I'm going to use tax dollars to be a homes for homeless people. First of all, you're taking my money, and I didn't volunteer for it. And secondly, you're keeping the people down that you pretend you're trying to help. They know they're not helping those people. It just feels good to their ego to stand in front of a camera and say, I did this. I did this for the homeless. And the, and the emotional people go, yeah, you helped the homeless. Here's a trophy. But the government don't love you just like you don't love one another. The government is you. The same spirit that dwells in you dwells in the people in the government. And the world is wicked. But you can literally be in this world and overcome it because it's not going to just let you go. But you can overcome it and have perfect peace. You can hear all this bad stuff in the news that seem bad and have perfect peace. And the last thing is about cutting off the part. part. I used to think the same thing. You know, I need to be cared about this. But I can cut off all the body parts. I don't care. Ain't my body part. <laughs> you know what I mean? If that person decides they want their body part taken off, or if that, those parents allow their children's body part to be, they the one got to suffer the consequence, not me. They don't care. Why should I? And for signing the bills, I know what you mean by that. Let's say that we want to be a protection the family, right? I go down and I sign the bill. I'm for it. But if it passed, fine. If it doesn't, fine. I'm still going to stay on that straight and narrow path. So if they don't respect marriage or the family, I do. You know, I don't need a bill to do that. But it'd be nice if they had a bill. People don't obey the bills anyway. Look how many bills we pass and. I remember when we fought years ago, uh, 30 years ago now, to get the government to shut down the borders. And we only had a few illegals in. We're like, we need to shut the borders down. So we protest. We, had, we fought. Oh. And now it's worse off today than before. And the people that stood up for it are dead. And it's worse. The bills were passed, but it's worse. Isn't that amazing? There is a right way to fight it. I'm not telling you to not stand up for it, but don't identify with it. Don't identify. And don't make a decision about right or wrong. Is it right to cut off the body part or is it wrong? Just know you're not going to let your body part be cut off. Because we can't make decisions for other people. We can't really, we really can't make a decision for ourselves. In our entire life, we have never made a decision. You have never made a bad decision or a wrong decision. 
Isn't that amazing? You, have no, you can't make a decision. It's impossible to make a decision. We're not our, in charge of anything. It's whatever spirit you serve. Are you your abnormal nature or normal nature? And those natures make the decisions for us. We don't make decisions. Isn't that amazing? Okay, I saw a few hands. I think I saw here first. And here okay, and there. Okay, and then we got to wind it up. Um, and this may be something that we talk about next week. I just keep thinking about the word imagination. It gets brought up here and there. And I'm, I'd just like to put a pin in it or talk about it at some point because it's, I'm get, I don't know. I'm getting lost with that word. The idea that you think that you can fix yourself, you can make yourself happy, or you can make yourself free. It's the imagination. Right. But I'm just saying, like, imagination, period, as, as I have imagination. Are you saying it's compartmentalized in how I'm using my imagination? Or is it like, I don't, I just have a, I have a vivid imagination. Like Give me I, an idea of your imagination. My imagination looks like <clears throat> me being in a room and something happening, and then I immediately see it as, like, a cartoon or something. Like, I... You know, that brings a lot of comedy or, or, or fuels art or things that I want to make. And so I'm, I guess I'm getting caught of like how my thinking is. And Let's what say my that imagine- you're an artist, right? And you Pardon like me? to design pictures or whatever, or right. a room. Yeah. You can use that as a tool. And once you've completed the room design or the picture, be done with it. Lay down the tool, but you're not going to live by that. You got, right. You're not going to walk around all day thinking how wonderful you are. This is such oh, a beautiful yeah. painting, and I did it. And I want the world to see it so they can glorify me. Right, right. You know what but I'm just the fact well, that imagination is working and it's happening isn't like... <laughs> I guess I'm getting... Maybe this is a devil at work in my head where I'm watching my thoughts and then I have an imagination and I'm, I'm like... Do I need to unpack that too? Is this like, is, where is this imagination coming from? Like, do you know what I mean? I, I just, I see things a lot. Like, I don't know how else to say you that. You see things a lot? Yeah. Like what, for example? Like, I just, I'm able to create, like, I don't know how to, I don't know how if I can put this to words, but I just, if, if a song comes on or something happens, I see like a secondary story or something in my mind that I can write down or, you know, illustrate in other ways through art or whatever. You Are know? you an artist? Uh, you said through uh, yeah, art, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, if, I, don't, I don't quite understand what you're saying, but let's say that it can benefit you as far as being an artist. Okay. Write it down, but don't live by it. Right, right, okay. And then maybe use it, look at it as a tool, use it, and that's it. Right, right. I understand that. Okay, And don't you. don't look for glory from it. Right. It's just your talent. You know, we all have a talent, a gift that God has given us, right? But it's not to glorify us, it's to glorify Him. Right. To appreciate Him. Right. So just don't take credit for it. Okay. In your own heart. Right, okay. That makes sense? Yeah, it does, yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you, yeah. Amazing. Um... The young lady didn't hear. Did you have your hand? Oh, you did? Okay. Did you have your hand? Yes. Okay, go ahead. I would just say that um, to the voting thing, the government is a reflection of the citizens and not the other way around. So if, like what you say, if you focus on yourself, look at yourself, you live a moral life, then 
the society will be moral and voting with morality will be successful. It won't be run over by immorality because we have an immoral society yeah. right now. So you're and, kind of and, propping up that voting structure even though it's immoral or, or, or it rewards immorality at this point where we're at. So Another thing to add to that that I got to get out of here. Don't try to live a moral life. You can never do it. Because your idea of morality is just an idea. It's just a thought. Isn't that deep? It's just a thought that other people passed on to us. And now we try to live this moral life. And if we don't do it, we judge ourselves. We hate ourselves for it. Now you got to try harder to live it. Or if someone else don't live up to our morality, our idea, our thought about morality, we hate them. I ain't going to play with them. They're too immoral. <laughs> not knowing you're worse than the person you're judging. It's just a thought. So have no ideas. The one thing about, what's that noise? Sounds like a rat. One thing about ideas, all of your ideas are of the devil. All of your ideas are ego. And as you're dying from the ego, all ideas disappear. They will. They'll disappear. All your little wants and desires will disappear. And you'll be free. The ego must die, though. The anger must go and all imagination with it. It must go. All right? So let it happen. Let go and let life happen. Really, it's amazing to let it happen. And stay with it. Become your own man, your own woman. Don't be afraid to be an individual. Only a few are going to find that straight and narrow path. The group is going to hell in a handbasket. They really are. It's like what the young lady said about her friends. She see now. Where before she couldn't see that. You want to see. You want to wake up. All right? I hope that was helpful a little bit. Okay, so stay with the silent prayer and, and watch. And watch without opinion. Because it's the thought, it's the devil that's giving you the opinion. It's not even you. So let all thoughts all the time pass, all right? And just be. Speak up, but don't resent. Do the silent prayer and watch. It's going to be amazing. I hope it will help to you all out there as well. Um, Become your own man. What else? That's it, I think, for that. No announcement right now. Oh, brand new biblical question. Are you a whole or divided person? Are you a whole or divided person? Uh huh. Yes, Raymond. Whole or divided? Bring me ahead his hand. I see myself as a divided person. And why? Because I'm still, uh, still, there's still emotions within in me take, uh, telling me what to do and what not to do. Okay. Whole or divided? That's a good question. I was about to say I feel like, but then 
What a few words. <laughs> I just caught myself there. I would say whole. You, you're a whole person? I think so. Okay. Do y'all remember how you want to respond? Are you a whole or a divided person? A whole person? You're a whole person? Yeah. How about you? Uh, divided. Divide, and why do you say divided? Uh, well, the fact that I don't think I'm whole, I think that makes me the other one, right? Okay. <laughs> so. Good answer. Do y'all may behind you and then we got to wind it down. Are you a whole or divided person? Um, I wish I was whole, but I'm divided. Okay. <laughs> and why do you say divided? Uh, because there's lots of turmoil in my life. And people that are whole don't have that much turmoil. Okay. You know? Which is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> whole or divided? I, I believe I'm whole. You believe you're whole? Yes. And why? I don't believe I'm divided. We don't believe you about it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's the biblical question for next week. Thank you all for tuning in and thank you all. Amazing fellowship today. Thank you. Amazing.